what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Just because a person has an amazing God-given gift and they operate in that gift, that don't mean they're perfect. A person can have an amazing God-given gift but not be living right, and it confuses us. We don't understand that. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Judges. The book of Judges chapter 13, we're going to begin a new series today dealing with Samson. Judges chapter 13, let's begin with verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink. Some of you Christians need to take a look at that. And drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God. From his womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Move down, if you will, to verse 24. And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. I want to use for a subject this morning the birth of Samson. The birth of Samson. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you this morning for every person that you have placed under the sound of my voice today. And as we begin this new series, Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, I lean not upon my own abilities and strength, but Lord, I lean upon you today, and I ask for your anointing to rest upon me. Rest upon the people today, Lord, that they may hear and receive of your word, and anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, that we all might be edified and drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name and everyone said amen and amen. Samson is one of a few in the Bible whose birth was announced by an angel. Actually this angel was the Lord Jesus Christ, a Christophany, a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Christ. 
You would think that with such an announcement being made, we come to expect great things of the individual in question. But when we read the story of Samson, we find that he's, he's a confusing character. We come to expect great things, and God did have big plans for Samson. But like I said, when we read the story, there wasn't a lot of greatness that come about in this man's life. Let me just stop right there for just a minute and deal with this. God has a purpose and a plan for every single human being that's born into this world. All right, understand that, number one. Number two, it is more important in the mind of God for you to become something Christ-like rather than do something. Let me say that again. It's more important in the mind of God for you to become something rather than do something. And let me submit this to you as well. Unless we become what God wants us to become, which is Christ-like, we'll never come to our full potential. And let me say this too. What God has called you to do, there is no greater calling than that. There's no greater calling than what God has called you to do. Well, Brother James, all I do is cut grass here at the church. We'll be the best grass cutter that, that God ever gave Friendship Church. Well, Brother James, all God's called me to do is drive the bus. Well, you be the best bus driver that God's ever called into the ministry. Are you, are you listening to me? You do what God has called you to do. But Samson... Man, he, he's a confusing character. And, and I, I hope all of you know the story of Samson. Maybe you heard it or read it as a little kid coming up in Sunday school. He was the strongest man in the Bible. The incredible hulk, if you will, of the Bible. I remember as a kid growing up, boy, I loved that show. The Incredible Hulk. Bill Bixby played David Banner. Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk. Oh, man, he'd get in a mess, and he'd get angry, and his eyes would turn white, and the weird music comes on, and oh, boy, you knew it was coming. Oh, David Banner's got in a mess, and his eyes is white, and that weird music's playing, you knew what was coming. The Hulk was fixing to come busting out, ripped his shirt all up, and boy, as a kid, I just played the Incredible Hulk. I mean, I'd get back there in my room and I'd rip my britches up and I'd rip my shirt up and just start throwing stuff. You know, I found out my mama could play the Hulk too. <laughs> and boy, she tore my britches up big time when she found out I had tore up my school clothes. <laughs> uh. But Samson, he's... He's a confusing character in the Bible. I mean, he has this amazing God-given gift that comes on him and he uses it at times for 
helping other people. And then, at the same time, he uses that same gift, and he uses it in a manner that's not fitting for a child of God. And we don't understand that. And we're confused. We don't understand how God can use somebody who has broken all the rules. Let me help you with something. What if God wrote down in a book, For all of us to read the things that you've done since you got saved, we all might be a little bit confused about you. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Let me preach over here. You see, God, if he had to wait to use perfect people, nothing would get done. And the church needs to understand this today. Just because a person has an amazing God-given gift and they operate in that gift, that don't mean they're perfect. That don't mean that, that God approves of the way they're living. A person can have an amazing God-given gift but not be living right. And it confuses us. We don't understand that. But yet we think because they operate in a gift, whether it be music or singing or preaching or or, or whatever it may be, we think they got it all together. Let me tell you something. There ain't a person in this room, there's nobody listening by radio today that's a Christian that's got it all together. Dana, pull it up on the screen. Psalms 139. Psalm 139. Look at verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. Look at that word, unperfect the substance what does that mean it didn't say imperfect it says unperfect it's the only time in the bible that this word is used unperfect what does it mean it means that all the pieces of the puzzle is there in the package but ain't been put together yet if it was imperfect that means there's pieces missing But all the pieces are there. When God formed you in the beginning in the womb, He put everything there that you would need to accomplish His purposes in life. But it ain't quite been put together yet. And until you let the Lord Jesus Christ take the reins of your heart, and you'll read that on up a little further in that chapter, until God possesses the reins of your heart, and you allow Him to work in your life and put the pieces together, you will not come to the full potential that you should be. And such is the case with Samson. He has an amazing God-given gift, and he operates in that gift, but his life doesn't really line up as it should, and he's confusing 
This story of Samson begins with a sad commentary on Israel. Look at verse 1, Judges 13. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. I wonder how many under the sound of my voice today fall into this category. I'm not talking about that occasional slip and fall. Because we all slip and fall from time to time and we have to go before the Lord and say, Lord, I've missed it here. Please forgive me. You get back up and you start again. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about are those who get on fire for God for a while. And they start coming to church. They're here every time the church doors open. And then all of a sudden they fall back into their old ways. That's the evil again that I'm talking about. The Bible says there in verse 1 that the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. Most of Israel's enemies were outside the land boundaries that God promised to Abraham. But the Philistines were within the boundaries that God promised to Abraham. So they were the inward foe. And you need to get this today. You need to understand this today. That your greatest enemy is not outward. It's inward. Your enemy is not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not your teacher, it's not being a boss that stays on your back all the time. It's not that person that cuts you off in traffic. It's not the preacher. It's not the person beside you or in front of you. Your greatest enemy is within. It's the sin nature that we're all born with. And when you make a decision to do evil, God will turn you over. Into the hand of the Philistines, to the hand of the sin nature, and the sin nature will dominate you. That's why Paul said in Romans 6, Dana, if you will put it up on the screen. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin, the sin nature, therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust of Thereof. The true Christian, the true child of God has an option that the lost world out here does not have. We can choose to hear and be dominated by the Holy Spirit versus being dominated and listening to the sin nature. That's why Paul said, let not the sin nature reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members, that's the members of the physical body, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Look at that word instrument there. The word instrument refers to the weapon used by a Roman soldier. And Paul is simply saying this, if you yield the members of your physical body over to the sin nature, then it can be used as a weapon against you. But 
If you yield yourself over to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will use the members of your body as a weapon against the sin nature and be used for righteousness. It's all in what you yield to. Are you going to yield to the sin nature or are you going to yield to the Holy Spirit? For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. God's will for you is to not be dominated by the sin nature. That is the place that every single child of God should come to. You're not dominated by sin nature. Yes, you might do something occasionally you may have a a bad thought to come into your mind as it pertains to someone else you might want somebody to meet the front end of a mac truck oh y'all too holy y'all don't understand what i'm talking about how many times You'll be sitting there at lunchtime and some of your co-workers sitting there and they'll start talking about somebody else. And this one chimes in and says a little something and this one chimes in and says a little something and, and, and oh, they looked at you wrong that morning and you've got a little something to say too and you just chime in too and you start talking as well. That's gossip. And you get sucked into it and you participate in it. Such is not for a child of God to do. If you, if you see where this is going, if you're being tempted to get pulled into this thing, you need to get up and go somewhere else and obey the voice of the Spirit. But we get sucked into things sometimes, and we have to ask the Lord to forgive us, but you're not to be dominated by that. If you're intentionally falling into this thing over and over and over and over and over again, you're dominated by sin nature and ought not such to be. All right, verse 15, Romans 6. Paul said, What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. What we yield ourselves to will dominate. And sadly, the Philistines dominated Israel for 40 years because they made a decision to do evil. Now, during this time, while much of Israel was going about doing evil, Manoah and his wife were living for God. God always has a remnant. Now, we don't know how many others there were. The Bible's just mentioning these two here. The Bible says that his wife was barren. So let me tell you this again this Sunday, because I know I mentioned it last Sunday. Just because you are a child of God, And you're in the church every Sunday. And you support the work of God. That does not make you exempt from unfortunate circumstances. 
And let me say this too. Most of Israel was doing evil. And the only two who were doing right, the Bible says they were barren. That is a perfect picture of the church today. While much of the world out here is going further and further, deeper into sin, our church's attendance is getting less and less. And there's barrenness in the church. How many... How many of you listening to me right now, you hadn't seen anyone saved in your church in years? And it's not because you're doing something wrong. Because the gospel goes forth every Sunday. It, 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 it's just there's a barrenness there that you don't have any control over. You go to the Lord in prayer. And you seek God over that situation. And when you go to the Lord in prayer and you pray about it, God will step on the scene. As he did right here in verse 3. The Bible says, Judges 13 verse 3, The angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. But not just any son. She was going to bring forth a Samson. And I'm going to tell you something. For the churches, and I'm going to deal with this in just a minute, but for the churches who will be consecrated and dedicated to the Lord and pray and seek His face, you may be barren now, but you're going to bring forth some Samsons in these last days. Because the Bible says that in the last days, God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And there's going to be brought forth in these last days some Samsons. They ain't going to be perfect. Because like I said, ain't none of us perfect. But we're going to see gifts of the Spirit operating in the lives of people like it ought to be. The Lord appeared. And he told this woman something. Now, if you'll look there, Judges 13, verses 4 and 5. He said, Beware. I pray thee, drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive, bear a son, no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. The Nazarite, the Nazarite vow. It has to do with consecration and dedication to God. He's telling Manoah's wife that in order to bring forth this child, you're going to have to consecrate yourself. You're going to have to dedicate yourself above and beyond the normal. No, no, no strong drink, no wine, no grape juice, no jam, no jelly, anything of the vine, you have to leave that alone. Can't come in contact with a dead body. You cannot eat any unclean thing. Can't cut your hair. This is above and beyond normal Christian living. But you as a child of God, you've got no business with any alcohol being in your house at all. None whatsoever. Period. But this thing of abstaining from 
the, the wine, that, that could have been just grape juice, went above and beyond the normal things that Jews were asked to do. And I truly believe that in these last days, God's people are going to be called to a greater consecration and a greater dedication than previously. That's what it's going to take to overcome the barrenness and to bring forth the Samson. Because that's what God said here, beware. You're going to have to do this now for the next nine months. And she did it. And the Bible says in verse 5, He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Samson would begin this thing. But David would ultimately finish it. Because he was the one who defeated the Philistines. David is a type of Christ. I won't take the time to get into all of that. But Samson would begin this thing. And the Bible says, verse 25, that the Spirit of the Lord began to move him. Let the Holy Spirit move and work within your heart and life. Make you into what you ought to be so that you can operate in the gift that God has given you to your fullest potential. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 